Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. This is potentially and probably more than likely the last episode for the year. Um, bearing in mind that uh, my wife is heavily pregnant and ready to pop any time, um, I, I would imagine um, he might be here at some point uh, next week. Or um, I'm just going to have to help out a bit more and maybe take a bit more of a back seat on, on the likes of the podcast. But I hope that you have... Um, enjoyed the the podcast this year it's been a another great year and there's a, a whole bunch of new listeners and I'm still super grateful and at times taken aback when I meet someone at a show um, or someone comes across um, your DMs on Instagram and says that they listen to the podcast and it's helped them with their business or helped them in their own bodybuilding journey because um, I often I forget I do this right I, I record it on a Tuesday or Wednesday I upload it um to my, you know, to the site I use, it goes on your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts. I do an Instagram story, and then boom, that's it. I'm I'm kind of almost forgotten about the episode until the week after. And what it's done is it's accumulated a heck of amount of episodes. I think this is number 173, and then next year we will be into the the 200 episode marker. And I tell you, I'm, I feel like I'm almost running out of things to speak about. In some episodes, I'm pretty much repeating myself just simply because we've covered so much. So please, if you have any, um, if you have anything you'd like covered in 2023, uh, please do say, and I'll endeavour to um, to get on that once things have settled down with the arrival of our um, second second baby. So th- this episode for me is more of a summary, more like a wrap up of 2022, of kind of a lot about my own journey as an athlete, as a, as a coach, as a father and whatnot. And it's a time of year where I think we all need to be reflective um, and think about some of the things we maybe did right, some of the things that we did wrong, some of the things we've learned, how we're a different person now than we were at the start of the year. So effectively, that's what it's about for, that's what today's all about. So I hope that maybe listening to um, my rambles today will um, encourage you to sit down and have a little bit of reflection of your own. Um, but this gives you a, an insight more to more about me than uh, simply the, the guy that comes on and, and you know uh, talks about bodybuilding for for half an hour and then fucks off and you don't really get to know him too much but it's been a, a really tr- tremendous year um, another really tremendous year for uh, athletes competing under the brand I think 2021 you know it, it sets such a standard for myself as a coach moving forward in the brand on what we wanted to achieve or to go, but it's never um, left my mind that you know the original goal when I set up um, Vida Physique was to to become one of the best prep coaches in the UK, and I'm still working incredibly hard to do that. And I think that this past year's helped me take a step in that direction simply because I think I've learned quite a lot more this year than I knew last year because learning's always ongoing, right? So the season started off. Um, you could say a little bit slow compared to the year before, but that's just because there was less people competing. But we still had a fair amount of results in the, in the first few shows of the seasons across men's physique, across bikini, um, across novice bodybuilding. Middle of the year, it, again, it was more men's physique, bikini. And as we started get, getting into late summer, it was all about bikini, bodybuilding. You know, you had Ryan doing his first shows. You had Neil, you had Jade, Karina. Um, you have Phil, 
there were there was a bunch and if you're not sure who those are just go on instagram and scroll back but it was a, an incredible year to be a part of there was a really um really successful run of about seven weeks where i was at seven of the shows and i was exhausted by the end of it but i absolutely loved every single minute of it and if you were to ask me save on well you know what do you what do you know now versus the start of the year well i think i just have more clarity on exactly what the criteria is amongst the different classes federations um both regionally and internationally and that's something that at the start of the season i could probably hold my hands up and say like I, I knew the criteria for classes, but it wasn't as crystal clear as it is now. Really, I probably had not much um, of, a, of a, I had an idea, but not much of a crystal clear view of what internationally they wanted in the likes of IFBB. But going along to some of the international pro qualies this year, you know, in, in Lille and in Warsaw to watch Jade, it just made it so, so clear in my mind on what they're wanting. Um, and now I can prep athletes in a specific way for a specific look or um, recommend certain shows, certain federations to some athletes who maybe suit a certain category um, in a certain fed or or not, or maybe give them an open, honest view of, of you know, where I think that they fit. And I think one of the other big things that's, that's changed for me across a lot across the year um, is not only... Uh, learning a bit more about the certain criterias um, to be a better coach moving forward but also I guess taking a bit of a, of a backward step in my own journey as an athlete and I've kind of made that very been very open and honest about that in the past six months really when it, it was um, it was very clear that we were going to have another baby and have two under two which is obviously quite imminently a way to happen but um, my original goal of competing next year was was put on the back burner and then instead I was kind of like, you know what, as I says, at the start of the year, um, because my wife wasn't pregnant, I was very much in that mindset of going all guns blazing, I uh, want to be a big, big bastard and uh, willing to push the boundaries a little bit with, with drugs and with health and whatnot. And then as the year went on, my values sort of shifted and changed. I became more happy with my size when I looked in the mirror and I kind of didn't really want to chase getting much heavier and instead I wanted to focus on um, still being you know, a great dad and providing for my wife and kids. But also I just wanted to be a, I just wanted to focus way more on my athletes and way more on coaching. And there are, there are a few examples of, in the industry today, particularly in the UK, there, there's I could really count them on one hand of people that are able to be really good bodybuilders and really good coaches at the same time. Now, some, a lot of people struggle doing that. What, it needs to be one or the other because bodybuilding is incredibly selfish. But when you throw kids in the mix as well, now, it changes things. And it's hard for me to sit and describe. And if you don't have them, it's hard to relate. But when they come around, it just changes your 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 values, it changes your thought process. Like when Caden came around um, and then I found out my wife was pregnant, you know, no longer did I want to be the 140 kilo off-season um, six before bodybuilder, I was kind of like, no, nah, I just want to, I want to be strong, I value being strong, I stay strong, hold some size, but I just want to provide for my family, and it's that's always been my um, biggest driver since the start is wanting to provide for my family so that they kind of want for nothing and we're able to live the life that we want to live, 
by no means does that mean that you know I need to earn X amount of money or whatnot. But I just want to make sure that I, as a man, can can provide for them and have enough to support them. You know, for example, when the boys get older and um, they want to buy a house, they want to get married, they want a car for their eighteenth birthday or whatever it is. You know, I want to be able to do stuff like that. So that's always been my big driver, and it's, I think it's why I more towards the end of this year I've made a conscious effort of getting to like almost every show I can get to that my athletes are in um, sometimes you know maybe if an athlete competes four times I'm able to get to three of them but for some of them at the tail end of the season I was there um, predominantly for each and every single one and uh, I plan on trying to do my best to, to, to do that in, in 2023 because I feel it is so important um uh, you know, I use this analogy uh, um, on a consult call last night with a client that's coming on board and she was surprised when I said I would come to her shows. Um, and I said, now, personally, I'm not, uh, I don't watch football, right? I, I didn't watch any of the World Cup, but I get people that understand that analogy. So I said, well, imagine a football manager um, helps like coach the team and manage the team, practicing, stuff like that, trying to improve what they're doing. And then on the day of the cup final, just being like, a, oh no, I can't come. You know, like when you put it that way, um, I think that if any coach is uh, um, not going to, you know, at least one of your shows, um, there really needs to be a reason for that. You need to be questioned why they aren't coming because, you know, luckily I've got an amazingly supportive wife and um, she supports me in everything I do. So I was able to get to those shows and it's going to be hard next year with, with two under two. But, um, you know, I think as a coach, it's your job. You know, traveling to shows is is part of your job. And for, for me, when I had the, the run of about seven weeks traveling, um, you know, planes here and there, long drives down south, nutrition, I had to take a back seat. My training took a back seat and uh, it, it kind of solidified. I was like, although I used to get such a love from bodybuilding, I still do and I'll always will. Like I was getting so much more of a buzz and, and whatnot from being at these shows and seeing the success. And I was, I was, I was, it was weird because I was fine with my own journey taking a back seat. Whereas at the start of the year, I probably wasn't as fine with that being a back seat. I think that that's just show, it hopefully shows to you that values can change, and that I know that personally, right, right, I'm still going to train, I'm still going to bodybuild and hold this size, but I know that I can jump back into pushing and blasting whenever I, whenever I uh, should want to, because it's a beauty about bodybuilding. It's always there, and you can always do it. But I just know that. Two kids under two. Um, finding the time to train is going to be quite hard, but it might maybe have to be. Um, you know, it's not going to be four sessions a week. It'll maybe be three, and those sessions will be timed um, to the T of when I, when I can go, at the times I can do it, and uh, the priority will be provide for the, the kids, look after them, and uh, be be a great coach. And next year's set to be the the biggest year in regards to the amount of people I've had on stage, the amount of shows. That they're doing and uh, I know that it'll help continue to make a little bit of a stamp um, stamp of authority in the industry on what the, the brand can do and uh, it's kind of a decision I suppose that I made uh, middle of the year really was I, if you followed me for a while listen to this podcast for a while you'll know that I've always tended to work with uh, your advanced gen pop and uh, competitors but what I, what I kind of found middle years that my absolute love and absolute passion is moved away from more the lifestyle and the advanced gen pop to solely competitors it, it's still amazing to, to help someone get a transformation but i want to focus on i wanted to focus on one thing 
and that's where uh, I moved um, more towards solely working with athletes and now anyone I take on board they're an athlete and they want to um, compete now whether they've competed before or whether they want to compete for the first time it, the, the stipulation is that you want to you know you need to compete if you want to come on board and if you don't you're more likely I'm going to suggest Ali or Clara to you but what that meant I think that hopefully this is applicable to any coaches listening that when you go towards a niche that um, you need to understand that the pool of people available in that niche can be smaller than the larger populace of the niche you were in before. So for me, I uh, niched down and uh, if you, you probably, if you follow me on Instagram, noticed that there was a point where my, uh, my content um, changed a fair bit and it changed more towards like I kept saying the words specialising you know athletes in their first to third year and um, that's exactly what I do and who I want to work with and when it when that changed um, what it meant was that my my client base um, sort of dwindled down and dwindled down to the point where um, I probably had more clients during lockdown uh, than I did and then uh, I did middle of the year. It was uh, it was really really strange strange period of time. But not um, not once was I ever sort of like worried about that. But um, I guess it was just kind of like kind of annoying um, that I guess from the peak from the peak of my client base this year, it was down easily twenty people, and then it's only really now um, that it's back up. To effectively, you know, just under where it was, but the you know the majority of people I work with about ninety percent right now are all compared. So I still have some some lifestyle and gen pop people, um, but as I says, the majority of them, um, the percentage is about ninety percent are people that that compete. Um, so there's an example of like outwardly on Instagram and, and whatnot. You know, if you're watching me or listening to this, you probably never would have guessed that. Um, but it happened and it was always going to happen and it's been a gradual um, progression over the past you know three four months of building that back up um, to where I want to be and it's all come from the content that I've been putting out on the likes of Instagram on this podcast you'll notice that a lot of the episodes are now solely towards competitors you know I've covered a lot of the the train methodologies I've covered a lot of nutrition stuff like that so now, now a lot of the episodes are solely based on what you do leading up to shows, etc., 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 and that's obviously a huge change um, for me. You know, if you were to look at my client base at the start of the year, maybe 60 percent, uh, maybe were competitors. So then, for that to now be up at ninety, um, and then in twenty twenty three, it's going to be a hundred because um, that's ultimately one of my goals. Uh, for for that to be the case, it's been a it's been a huge it's been a huge year in order to change a business and I guess it's, it's changed the direction a little bit of uh, it's not changed the, the direction of the Vida Physique brand because we're still trying to aim to be the best in the UK within preps, body transformations, lifestyle transformations and whatnot. it's just changed you know like the coaching direction under the brand so I'm more now say the lead prep coach, Clara's more the, the lead lifestyle coach and Ali's that more sort of lead physique coach who's kind of like a, a hybrid of both does the advanced gen pop lifestyle does a little bit of prep as well and that's who we are sort of that's how we are differentiating ourselves as coaches um 
underneath the brand and it's you know been another hugely successful year it's, it's amazing to think that I've been working alongside Ali and Clara now uh, for coming up to in March it'll be three years and they started we started together pretty much the month that the gym shut I'm incredibly proud of uh, how the how they've how they've come come on as coaches professionally but also as people and it's, it's really a pleasure to, to work alongside them I guess across the, the year of 2022 as well some people have asked me like how how, how have I managed bodybuilding and um, you know having a baby or having a newborn and I think that um, it really stems from um, what you are able to do as a family together so my, my, my wife um, was able to take a full year off from her job so it meant that after the after the the birth and the recovery phase um, you know she's superwoman and she was very supportive in allowing me to to kind of maintain my routine of work and, and training and whatnot and of course I would help out around with those times um, but it starts with having a supportive partner and in the early days when they're first born like sleep is it's a bit shit but you just kind of um, you just get on with it it's because you've got no other option, right? You know, the wee ones up every couple of hours. It's just how how it is. You just have to have to get on with it. So I did. I got on with it, and I, I trained tired, and I still hit PBs because I was running a load of gear. Whereas now, um, you know, the wee man is sleeping a lot more. So I, I'd like to say I'm more refreshed, but I'm I'm probably not, and I'm not going to be because the the next baby is is uh, imminent, and you know that next baby will be up every couple of hours to feed and and whatnot. So. Um, you kind of, I suppose, get used to having um, quite poor sleep. And more recently now, I've been doing a lot of work in the evenings when he goes to bed because um, a lot of sort of January intake setups, um, I'm doing them at night before bed and getting them done just in case my wife goes into labour during the night, um, which probably sounds silly, but uh, he's uh, he looks like he, he looks like he's on his way anyway. Um, baby's head's engaged and he's reading two weeks you know, further ahead than he should. If you're not sure what any of that terminology means, just give it a wee Google, but when a baby's engaged, it means that they're beginning the descent and uh, they're making their way. So, yeah, just a case of any time um, ticking for us. But, yeah, the difference is I may be sleeping longer, but I'm not... Um, I'm not. Tra- I'm still training very hard. I'm just not training as, as, as often. I'm, I'm, rather than training the four times across the week, I'm training to three and it was really the start of the year that um, I moved to four and it, it, I wish I'd done it sooner but I started at four and now I'm, I was happy with that and I was like oh, I wouldn't be happy with less than that and now I, I train three and I'm like yeah I'd be, I'd be happy with three, it would allow me to still hold my strength and still hold my size so I'll continue, uh, probably continue to do the, that going into um, to 2023 and if you ask me um, what am I, what I always say you know, what are you what am I grateful for this year? Uh, I think I'm just grateful to, to be part of uh, all my clients' journeys, the fact that they've put faith in me to help them get them to where they want to be, uh, I find amazing. You know, I still uh, look at myself as uh, the skinny dude that started at Pure Gym in 2013 that was talking about um, starvation mode being a thing and that you needed to eat more to, to lose weight. And I believed that. You know, I believed that kettlebells were, uh, were the answer. To getting lean, I thought I was fucking massive at the time. And I think that, of course, I know I've come on since then. But it's funny how, as human beings, we always see ourselves for how we were, and never for where we um where we are. But I have 
taking some time to reflect on um, you know where I am now versus where I was then and I hope that um, that's some inspiration for anyone any coach out there listening to to be that look you you got to start on the gym floor you got to earn your keep and then you'll work your way up the ranks you'll work your way up and um, the level of clients you're working with and if you want to get to the the prep game and call yourself a prep coach you know it was 10 years ago I started um, on the gym floor helping people and it's only now I could really call myself I mean I've been a prep coach of course I put people on stage for the past uh, since the end of 20, pretty much 2018 but I'm now um, pretty much fully fully uh, online prep coach and um, it feels good to say that and it feels amazing to have helped I think it's 46 people so far and there'll be a, quite a lot of people next year and a lot more placings and whatnot and yeah I'm just in, incredibly grateful they've put um they've uh, they've put their trust in me for for doing that it's um it's truly amazing but also incredibly grateful for anyone that's just uh listened to the podcast liked some of the content maybe they've got value from you know you read the articles or whatever it is whatever you do um i just want to say a massive thank you and it, it probably means a lot more uh, to me than you'll ever know and probably more than i can make out um, and it's hard to put in words at times I think I'm uh, fairly openly emotional, I'm an emotional man, I've often said I've cried at some shows and whatnot before and uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve and that's how I'll, I'll always be, so if you see me getting a little bit emotional at some shows next year you'll you'll know why um, and I'm sure, I'm sure that I will be, but um, my thoughts for, for next year is um, I'm just fucking pumped, I'm, I'm so excited. It's a, a year where you've got the most amount of people on stage, the most amount of shows, but also like we're fucking capturing it all on video as well. Um, we, we have a videographer, Emily, at 44visuals um, 44 on Instagram. Uh, she's incredible at what she does and she she's the one that done the, the UKUP vlog for us. If you haven't checked out, please go on YouTube and check it out. And then um, we're flying her up. She lives down south. We're, we're flying her up. When I say down south for me, I live in Scotland. So anything down south, anything down south, I, I refer to as down, down south. But we're flying her up to capture it. She's going to be with us for it all. And um, so that's going to be amazing. There's, a, I think, one show right now where um, I have 10 people in. And that'll be the most I've ever had. The most I've ever had in as a coach is four or five. So that'll be amazing. And I'm very much looking forward to the challenge and relishing the challenge. Um, if you ask me, do I feel the pressure? Um, I would say yes and no. I feel, I feel that pressure is a privilege, but I'm confident my athletes, I'm confident my, my ability to help, help them get there. So um, I'm buzzing for that, of course, from the business side of things. Um, but one thing I'm more buzzing about is being, being a dad again. And that'll come probably, you know, I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's maybe happened already or it's, it's going to happen soon. But I'm very much looking forward to the challenge of being a dad to, to not just one one baby boy, uh, but to two um, and to try and be a role model uh, for them to be a good husband to my wife and to, to try and continue to get better as a person. Because I feel if we're not doing that, um, we're, uh, you know, you're staying where you are. You continually got to work on yourself, um, your emotions, what your values are. You know, if you're someone that struggles to let go of something, you've got to work on being able to let stuff go. How do you move forward? How do you get over things or, or whatever it is? Um, constantly work on on you. Um, sorry, as I said, I've got a lot, lot of athletes for next year, but I got just the same, just the same amount for 2024. So like the next two years, like I can't fucking wait for it. Because I think back to like from 2018 to 2020, I had... 
11 wins, 25 top threes, right? From If you include 2021 and 2022, 38 wins, 81 top threes. What? So, you know, when you look at it, you're like, what's the fucking next two years going to look like? It should be double what's happened because I more than doubled it from two years, from two years. Does that make sense? From 2018 to 2020 to 21 to 2022, more than doubled. Probably tripled, more more than tripled on, well, actually looking at those numbers. So I'm like, well, let's fucking see if we could do that all again, but let's do it better. Got some clients that got some big goals, whether that's to turn pro in PCA or to turn pro like IFBBB to win British finals. And, and I'm excited for it all. I can't fucking wait to be there along the way in the journey um, as a coach improving, getting better. Um, but I do see my athletes do that as well. So I think that's um, that's probably enough rambling from me. Um, it's really not been a, a hugely structured podcast at all. Um, it's just been one where I guess I've been reflecting a bit on what I've done. Um, but as I said, if if you if you're listening to this, you've more than likely been listening to it for listening to it for a while. A massive thank you for um, your support. I hope that the podcast has given you a lot of value over over the years or you know the time that you've listened to it. I hope that you've been able to, to add it into your own journey or your maybe you're a coach and you've added it into your own um, coaching methodologies with your clients. So a massive thank you from me. Um, I'm gonna wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year from when the time comes. But in twenty twenty three, just remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.